Welcome to Zero to Start Spotlight, a podcast about VR development that brings you inspiring conversations with immersive creators and industry leaders, brought to you by Oculus from Facebook. I'm your host, Ceciliana Trevino, co-founder of ARVR Women and Allies, the online immersive art, tech, and design community dedicated to increasing representation in spatial computing. Connect, share, and grow with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and ARVRWomen.com. Stepping into the spotlight is Catherine Hicks, Memphis-based ARVR designer at The Dance, an animation and immersive training development company. Catherine is a 3D artist, painter, and 2017 Oculus Launchpad Fellow. On this episode of Zero to Start, Catherine shares how the Savannah College of Art and Design led her to virtual reality, igniting the creation of her first animated 360 film, Tall Tales of the Arona Temple. Catherine fills us in on her latest project, working alongside Memphis developer Justin Palmer on MEND, a cross-platform puzzle game and 2019 Oculus Launchpad Scholarship winner. Plus, Catherine shares her recommendations for open-source 3D tools that emerging designers and artists should explore as they dive into immersive asset creation. All this and more coming up on Zero to Start. Welcome to Zero to Start, Catherine. It's great to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me here. Our paths have intersected at flagship events over the last few years. So it's really nice to sit down and talk with you about what inspired you to get into VR. What was your first aha moment with VR technology? I was studying at Savannah College of Art and Design and for my graduate studies class. And I was taking a class called Media Theory with a friend, but we all have a theory we had to present and his happened to be related to virtual reality. And he borrowed the professor's Oculus Developer Kit 2 at the time. And as soon as I found out that we had these headsets, I'm like, I want to get into this industry. I want to be a part of it in any way, especially even after looking at Oculus Story Studios. Trying Henry as well was a great experience. And then after that, trying Dear Angelica and the fantastic space relationship to everything and feeling like small and big at the same time. It's also one of my favorite things of Asgard's Wrath as well. I was just blown away. I'm like, yes, I'm living my child's dream. I played video games a lot as a kid, but I always wanted games to be like virtual reality. And hearing about Oculus and seeing that happen, I'm like, wow, this is happening right now. Asgard's Wrath is really an astounding introduction to branching narrative, scale, and fantasy in VR. It's one of my favorite games. Yeah, and mythology and voice actors like Matt Mercer. I'm a big D&D nerd, so I'm like, Matt Mercer, he's, like, he's Loki. And having animal companions, or I call them animal buddies, so you don't feel alone in the game. So it, it's a great feeling. When did you know that you wanted to be an artist and what led you to the Savannah School of Art and Design? kind of known that I wanted to be an artist. Since I had a crayon in my hands, I'm like, I want to do this. And I've hopped around through different focuses a lot. Like I originally wanted to be a fantasy illustrator and then I'm like, oh, I want to try animation. When I finished undergrad at the University of Memphis, I wanted to continue my education and I saw Savannah College of Art and Design. I remember it was mentioned while I was in high school. It seemed to have provided students with a good network. And just some of the tools that they were able to create with excited me. Some of the student work as well. And it was in a really cool area. 
if it weren't for that school, I probably would have a really hard time getting into VR. At the time, it was, I would have to spend a lot of money to build a gaming PC. There were like limited DK2s at the school. I think there's probably about two headsets being able to use the computers to work on VR development. And having access to students that would, and friends that can help you out with like projects too was another plus. I think it was right after my first year getting into VR, I helped start up a augmented reality and virtual reality meetup at the school. And then also going to Launchpad and getting the Gear VR and testing out both. It's like you're kind of figuring out how to tell a story, how to do something in VR and figuring out how to navigate around the technology. I finally built my PC last year, Frankenstein, or Frank for short, because I, I like monsters. Frankie? Yeah, Frank is a, is a little beast. What's the VR community like in Memphis? When I graduated and started working at the dance and VR AR company as well as illustration animation company in Memphis. I kind of tried to figure out who is doing VR and AR here, who's doing immersive tech here. I tried to meet up with as many people as I could. Here it's a very, very small community of people that do it. Like there's a Memphis game developers community and there's some people that do VR, AR development there. A lot of individuals and some design studios that were doing it for architectural reasons. They were still like figuring out how to go about it as well. But I would say there's a probably like a handful of people here. It does feel like there is some growing interest in AR VR here, but largely in the Memphis area, a lot of people don't know about it. So I kind of have to explain like, okay, this is augmented reality and this is virtual reality and think of Pokemon Go for augmented reality or, you know, VR, you're like inside a different environment or a different world. We're all learning off of each other. And that's kind of my favorite thing about this industry. Like we're all constantly learning. You were in the 2017 Oculus Launchpad program. Yes. Tell us about your Launchpad project. And what's compelling to you about the things that you're working on in VR? I worked on The Tall Tales of Arona Temple, a VR animated film about a royal Sasquatch member that accidentally unleashes an ancient evil that threatens the prosperity of his homeland. I was really inspired by the style of a cartoon show called Samurai Jack. I wanted to go for a very like 2D style in VR and tell this narrative of this royal Sasquatch uh, in this underground temple and created a lot of backstory. I grew up watching monster movies like Frankenstein, Bell Lugosi's Dracula. Basically, I have hundreds of 1920s and 60s black and white monster films. I'm a big monster fan. So I really wanted to create something that involves creatures or cryptids, like uh, Sasquatches. I really think that VR for this project would get you more immersed in the experience, even though it was a more uh, passive VR experience. Tall Tales was a project I also started in undergrad at, when I was in graphic design. We had to uh, show a design portfolio and we had to make a project. So Tall Tales was originally like an illustrative series. It was called Tall Tales of California because I'm obsessed with California and I wanted to tell these cool, fantastical stories. And I had put in four different cryptozoological creatures such as uh, Loch Ness Monster, the Thunderbird, and Chupacabra. Nice. <laughs> so like Chupacabra's in there? Yeah, it's a statue. This story would explain how cryptids came to Earth. This whole 
thing is on another world and it would explain how the cryptids came to earth and the sasquatches would help develop morse code as they came to earth so there's a lot of backstory is bigfoot the same as sasquatch oh uh, yeah they're different names bigfoot sasquatch uh yeti is a type of sasquatch it's like a snowy sa- sasquatch and then you also have yowies which are australian sasquatches oh. <laughs> yeah and apparently there's a sasquatch outside of memphis so <laughs> actually in memphis we have a bigfoot festival that's exciting i mean i guess remotely though now right social distance sasquatch yeah <laughs> Sasquatch has been social distancing since the beginning of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's ahead of the curve. And I was heavily influenced by themed entertainment design because as a kid, we couldn't go to like Disney World or anything else. I would watch Travel Channel behind the scenes of Disney. But it was such a huge influence with me in virtual reality because you're immersed in a world. You're interacting with an environment. You're teleported to a an entirely different area. And so I really referenced heavily how themed entertainment design treats world building to virtual reality. You're currently working with developer Justin Palmer on their 2019 Launchpad project, which recently received a scholarship from Launchpad. What can you tell us about the project? I'm working on a project called Mend. It's a VR co-op cross-platform game, and you are playing as Ava and Kana, who are sisters. Ava's kind of like this owl-like person. She's like an owl mask. And then Kana, she's wearing a fox mask, but you're playing as sisters, and it's a puzzle-solving game. You're going for like a very like 2D style for the game. Just really excited about how accessible it is. You can play it with your friend who may not have a VR headset. It's a game where both VR players and flat screen gamers can come together and play. It was really exciting to see your game being presented at the Launchpad demo day that was February 29th and getting everyone together to see the projects that we had been working on over the last few months. Yeah, it was really cool. And like listening to all the presentations and meeting people. And I know like everybody was like, we're all tired and, but we were excited and seeing like everybody. And yeah, that was like my last kind of big outside of Memphis gathering to go to. I think I said as after that, I was like, okay, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> and, and then it was mandatory that we not go anywhere. Can you talk about the work that you're doing on the game? What kinds of tools are you using? And how has it been collaborating with the team? How are you working remotely now? There's about five of us all working remotely in Memphis. We all have like day jobs, but it's been great. I really love the team. We all have similar goals. We love gaming. We love immersive tech. And it's been a fantastic experience. I'm an artist. On the team, I work on 3D modeling and user interface design. I've been using tools like Blender, Unity, ZBrush, Substance Painter, and Adobe CC. A little bit of Maya for like rigging. I've been using a lot of different software. It seems like on some of the creation side, there's new tools that come out and then they might be discontinued or software development kits that are integrated into game engines like Unity. Is there anything that's up and coming that you've been curious about? I've been diving into Medium. I wouldn't say like it's new, new, new. It's new-ish. So I've been getting into more like VR sculpting. Nice. Which has been a great concepting tool. VR sculpting apps like Medium. 
would you agree that they can be a little bit complicated when you try to integrate them with gameplay because they take up a lot of memory or is that something that as a designer, I have to be thinking about how much storage or how much gigs something is going to take up to, to use as an asset in my game? Yeah. If I'm using it as an asset in the game, I definitely have to optimize the asset because it can be, it's kind of like ZBrush uh, where you're creating these high poly models. One of the things that was surprising as a producer and as a developer was the sooner you get a handle on understanding the optimization for each platform you're using, you know, it's important. It's not necessarily something that I think is automatic that you come to understand. Yeah. You're trying to port a bunch of rocks into a smaller box, but you can't put all the rocks in the box. You have to consolidate what you can put into that box. There's all this stuff that's really heavy, dense objects, but you can't put that in there and you have to reorganize and shift that object to fit into this container. As a designer working with these 3D tools, are you doing a lot of troubleshooting? Yeah, I'm definitely like doing a lot of troubleshooting. Like if I run into a problem, like, okay, I try all my options that I can. And if like, I might not get it right away, I might have to like ask a friend. It takes a long time to get there though, right? Yeah. It's not the first impulse. You, you're like, sometimes I'll give it like three days. Sometimes it takes time. Like, why do I do this? I remember running into baking issues with Unity and I'm like, oh my gosh. And then like, you have to wait for it to bake. It's like, ah, oh, it's still there. <laughs> what am I doing wrong? And it's kind of a process of elimination, taking things out and seeing what's working and what's not working and seeing where the problem is. Over and over. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go on the forum and someone has the same problem, but their solution isn't the same for you. <laughs> yeah. You're like, ah, oh, I just want to know this problem. And then when you get it, it's like, yes, it's like that big eureka moment. I think that's what keeps me coming back to VR development is that puzzle part of it. Like, I love the challenges of VR. It really makes you think not just like technical challenges, like maybe storytelling challenges. There's no one solution and this. It can be solved like many different ways. There are so many moving parts to it. What works today may not work tomorrow, yep. or it may not even be around tomorrow because it's been deprecated. Or what you thought would be like a good solution may not work for in different scenarios. Also like building for accessibility. It's a very inspiring thing to work on. It's something I constantly think about now too, learning more about accessibility design. Is there anything in particular that you're looking forward to in the next few months in the industry or something that something you're eager to try, whether it's an experience or a tool that you want to use. Definitely excited for Star Wars Squadrons. You know, that's a video game. I'm like, I was obsessed about that. I'm interested in it not only because like you can play it in VR as well as flat screen, but you can play with other people with different consoles. PC VR, you can play with HOTAS controllers, which is the flight stick and throttle controllers. And I know like the creators spent a lot of time trying to get that to feel right. It's, it's first person only, and you're playing inside the cockpit. You're using the ship's displays as your navigational devices, which is another really cool thing. It's like you're sitting in that cockpit. Not only that, and there's an interesting esports element that might come out of that. I was actually in a esports tournament last year playing tower tag and got to the semifinals. That was fun. I really like working with a team and being on a team and that team spirit. And it's great to get that 
in VR and like, you know, our team was made up for, of different ages and different body types. And that's what's exciting with me about, you know, VR esports. Anybody can play. It's a very welcoming environment. And I'm excited for more VR art apps. I'm excited to see what people create. I love seeing different ideas for hand tracking, quest hand tracking. Is there anything that you wish you knew when you first started VR development? Definitely wish I had taken game engine classes. When I started this Tall Tales project, it was like at the very end of graduate school and I ran out of electives. I barely knew about game engines, made a lot of mistakes. First time directing. I felt like that uh, GIF, the dog in space. I felt a lot like that working on this project. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> but it was a good experience. I wish I had taken that class as well as coding classes. It's Coding is something I want to get into or more into because I'm more of the artist side. I, I create models, designs, paint and and light things, but I would definitely want to get more into coding and I uh, wish I had taken a game engine class beforehand. I mean, now I've, I've been using Unity for about two years and I've had a little bit of Unreal experience as well. I want to get also back into Unreal some more too. I love game engines. I am not prejudiced towards one or the other. I think game engines are great. I'm excited seeing it in film and television. I guess for me, it's like very exciting. You know, you're figuring all this out. It's very scary to have a deadline. In VR, you're constantly having to weigh your resources, your time, and the limits of the technology or your experience with the technology. Newcomers, people that may not know which direction to take or they want to transition into VR, what are your recommendations? Even if you're done with school, you're always learning. And it's really great to learn from a community. Reach out to those people, if, if, even if the community may be online. Definitely find that group online. Well, now it's all online. So <laughs> I would also say it's it's kind of even more accessible because you don't have to travel to the conferences now. It's all online. And I think a lot of which are free online. Now is a great time to take advantage of what is out there. What are your thoughts on hackathons that are working for free, things like that. I think it can be tricky. It's important to dive in and get some experience, but at the same time, not everyone is in a position to work on projects for free, or there's a lot of side projects and things to get going. Anything you want to share around that? Hackathons are game jams. I think they're good experiences, but if you can't go to a hackathon or, or game jam maybe even just try and go at your own piece game jam uh maybe even look at some youtube videos like youtube is a great school that's pretty much how i taught myself was just through tutorials on youtube and through the documentation on oculus and unity yeah if you want to partner with a friend who's may have the same interest that you have partner with that friend maybe set goals for each other tell each other what you learned about this process it could be more people, but definitely like group up if you can. Beyond learning how to build experiences with leading game engines, what other tools do you recommend beginner developers explore? Definitely recommend uh, Blender. It's a free 3D software. It, I still can't believe that Blender is free. Even there's a few studios that are using it too. I call it Blender Butter. It's so beautiful and awesome. There's also GIMP, which is kind of like a Photoshop clone. Karita, which is a painting, a digital painting app. 
Fire Alpaca, which is a painting app, another painting app. My Paint is another painting app. Inkst Ape is the equivalent to Adobe Illustrator. Scribus is an equivalent to Adobe InDesign. Quixel Mixer is a lot like a texture painting tool. It's similar to Substance uh, Designer. And Raw Therapy is uh, similar to Lightroom, Adobe Lightroom. Uh, Drafts Tula is similar to Adobe XD, which is kind of a user interface design tool. And Blender is another good After Effects kind of substitute. And Natron is another After Effects substitute, as well as Materialize, which is kind of a free texture generator. But those are all that I've listed are free, as well as Unity and Unreal. I think if you like get to a it has something to do with like how many of your your game units sold it you have to pay but like all those software packages are free and again blender's amazing it's it's kicking butt like keep keep on going blender i'm super proud of you (laughs) i wish i knew about blender sooner but this 2.8 update is the bee's knees excellent love it like it is oh man it's just so amazing and it's something you think that's essential for a 3d artist in the space to have yeah or if you want to get into animation or lighting it's good to practice like lighting and blender maybe you want to kind of just try out and test out lighting you know as an artist you go from physical tools like paint and sculpting to digital tools that reinvigorate your drive and passion for the art And the tools that are available in VR have done that for me as a filmmaker and have turned me into a game maker, which is something I never thought would happen. Yeah, like Quill and Medium are also great tools. Like I still have to dive more into Quill, but I'm getting more into Medium since I'm more focused on uh, 3D sculpting. But really great tools. I kind of see uh, Medium as kind of like sculpting with whipped cream. You even have like the nice cute sounds too. I love the audio sounds in Medium. And a lot of the creation tools that you're doing in those 3D sculpting spaces, the sounds and the interactions of the controllers are a big part of what kind of just helps you want to stay in the environment. Yeah, it gives you a great sense of space. And medium also, you have to think about it from like a traditional sculpting side. Like maybe you're a sculptor, a traditional sculptor, and you have access to like a a Rift or a Oculus Quest that's tethered with the link. You can think in that traditional aspect. Same thing with like even Quill in some aspects. You know, you're painting with light or you're painting light. You're painting like different colors uh, and you're kind of sculpting painting too a new approach to making something as well as old techniques as well. And I think that's very exciting, like the old and new. And that you get to interact with them in a way, or you get to scale them beyond a way that you could ever afford to do in the real world. Yep. And no mess. (laughs) And no mess. Right. And there's no, right. There's no actual physical space that, that these objects are taking up. Or toxins either. Like that's another thing. I wasn't, I was an oil painting in undergrad and pretty sure I breathed a lot of fumes so if you want to try out a tilt brush and gravity sketch which are on quest that might be a good like kind of introduction and it's great to test on the different headsets you get too right yeah especially as a creator i think that's important to understand how users are going to encounter your experience across the different hardware what helps keep you focused and in the zone are you playing music while you work 
definitely playing uh, music from Spotify. <laughs> I like to listen to music like from Tycho. I love how Spotify organizes albums for me. I haven't like created my own playlist. I just I use some of Spotify's pre-made playlists. Like there's a playlist called Rise that's really good to listen to. It's a nice like morning working album. TV soundtracks like from Lord of the Rings, Westworld, and Game of Thrones I like to listen to. And sometimes I'll listen to podcasts like Hello from the Magical Tavern, Mythology Podcast. I still have a long way to go with Critical Role. What is that? It's a D&D playing podcast. Well, it's not, a, it didn't start out as a podcast. They play it on YouTube, but I like to listen to it. So they'll play D&D &D. and they're voice actors that have worked on major projects like Matt Mercer. He's a voice actor and he's the voice of Loki and he's the dungeon master on Critical Role. Those are some fun recommendations. Thanks, Catherine. We'll be sure to put those links in the show notes. How can we keep up with you on social media and support your work? On Twitter, GoCatCreate, as well as at Mend. And my website's also GoCatCreate.com. And any other final words that you want to share before we head out? If there's something you want to create, whether immersive tech or like different industries, like, you know, definitely go out, create it, find that buddy or find that community. Don't be afraid of like creating, you know, you're, you learn through failures. You learn through experiences. Go out, do it and you're always learning. Well, it's been really fun to sit down with you and hear about your adventures in VR and the kinds of projects that you've been working on, how you got your start into VR. Thanks so much for all of your insight and thanks for being on the show, Catherine. It's been a pleasure being here and talking with you about VR and immersive tech. I've had a blast. Thank you so much been listening to Zero to Start Spotlight with Katherine Hicks, 3D designer and artist at The Dance. I'm your host, Ceciliana Trevini. You can support Zero to Start by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Give us a rating and share this episode with people who want to learn more about breaking into VR. Thanks for joining us today on the Zero to Start Spotlight brought to you by Oculus from Facebook. Until next time, happy installing. <laughs>